Hello and welcome. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm really excited about this one because we are going into the first key of a bulletproof life. What does it mean? The first out of six. So if you haven't checked out last week's episode, definitely do. This is when I began talking about what's a bulletproof life really mean? Because a lot of people spend a lot of their energy trying to prove that they're enough, that they're trying to accumulate something on the outside, wealth, relationships, experiences, and feeling very empty as a result of that. Not that those things aren't important, not that you're not allowed to enjoy those things. Absolutely. That's what you came here for. That's one of the reasons that you're here, to experience this physical world, to have fun with you know, the wealth that you can create and the channels in which um, this comes into your life and you know all these different relationships and experiences that we get to have. All of those things are important. However, when they're coming from a place of, I need to fill the void, need for validation, need to feel worthy, good enough, that's not the right place. And honestly, anything and everything that we're trying to create, why we're going for that is really because we want to feel one with source. We want to feel one with our essence. We want to feel that power, that invincibility, that wealth, that abundance. Do you know why you're striving to that? Because you know that that's your, that's your innate state. That is who you are. And so life becomes this beautiful journey of we know who we are and a part of us knows that, but then there's another part. It's like the villain and the hero, you know, and the villain keeps telling you, no, you can't, right? That's the ego. Now, I, I really, this is just an example. I don't like saying that the ego's a villain because it isn't. It's just, it has its own story and it has its own reasons for doing that. It's actually just trying to protect you. However, um, life can just be seen on this. There's this part of me that knows I'm capable of more and better and greater. And there's this other part of me that's trying to hold me back from that for whatever reason um, it has. So the key, the first key that I want to dive into today. Hello and welcome to the Powerful Self Podcast. I'm your host, Anna, and I'm here to support you through your transformational journey, providing you with practical tools, practices, and principles to help you permanently remove subconscious and energetic blocks, clear those limiting beliefs that may be standing in your way, and help you truly align with the life that you desire, a life in which you experience deep knowing, unshakable confidence, and true personal freedom every single day, because that is what you came here to do. taking a deep breath in just acknowledging yourself for taking this time for you for listening to this for your guidance guiding you to this content because you're ready to receive it i'm going to ask you a very powerful question today and that is really the first key just asking yourself this over and over and over again However, I'm going to first start by sharing an example from my client's life. I began to work with this client as he was ready to release some of blocks that some blocks that he was experiencing. He was pretty wealthy, a very good job that he was happy with. He knew that he was amazing at what he did. And at the same time, he felt that he wasn't living up to his full potential. Like, yeah, there were some blocks and there was some agitation in his life that he would rather not experience. So we started working together 
And throughout our work together, there's just so many different modalities that I use depending on the client. Um, a lot of it is shamanic practices, subconscious reprogramming, energetic work. So we're working both with the mind and our energetics. And at some point, we got to inner child work, and he described this powerful scene that happened to him when he was eight years old. He was saving money. He was getting some allowance, not a lot. He was one of um, five kids, and he lived in, I mean, they weren't wealthy, but they also not exactly struggling. But I mean, five kids, you know, help is always wanted, always needed in financial terms as well. So he was saving up some money, and he was saving up not just for you know, rainy day, but for something that he really wanted. As an eight-year-old boy, he really was excited about the potential of buying himself a chess set. Now, this was something, you know, just like a cheap chess set, but for him, it was a really big deal. And he was so excited about it. He was saving up the money and he finally made enough to buy the chess set. So he goes to the store feeling all energized and excited and he buys the chess set and he's feeling so good. And um, he was describing, he's like, really, like looking back at it now, it wasn't a big deal. And it was just like this, you know, it was a cardboard thing with those pieces. And it didn't seem like a big deal, but it was so important to him. And his soul just lit up when he bought it. And he gets home and he shows his mother waiting for her excitement or just, you know, acknowledgement that, first of all, he achieved that goal. That's a big deal, right? For a little boy to save up, at, I mean, eight years old that, okay, this took me a lot of time and effort and I actually committed to this and I made it happen. Like there was this, you know, goal reached and the purpose, which is very important for a masculine energy. And his mother, instead of having that reaction, her reaction was disapproval. Saying that he was selfish and that they could have used that money for food. And in that moment, he was crushed. That is when his subconscious imprinted that he should only worry about being comfortable and having enough, but never indulging or allowing to have something more. That basic needs need to be met or you need to be comfortable, but not more because that's greedy and selfish. And your subconscious doesn't want to perceive itself that way. It doesn't want you to have this burden of, oh, I'm a bad person. Or I'm greedy. I'm a pig. And so why am I sharing this story with you? What is the first step? The first step to a bulletproof life is asking yourself, what do I really want? He knew what he wanted, but he allowed somebody else's belief system to contradict his inner wanting. He allowed his mother's, and again, it's not, this is not blame. This is personal responsibility. He allowed his mother's story of lack, of not enough, to cover up that light that he was radiating when he bought that chess set, something that really brings him joy. Now, this is not to encourage because some of you may go, so what you're saying is I'm just supposed to buy whatever and be very financially irresponsible. Not at all. Like I said, that bulletproof life doesn't come from a place of I'm trying to prove something. And oftentimes when we're there, well, I just want this and I want this and I want that. We're trying to fill a void. There's a very big difference between buying things or, you know, going for particular relationships or experiences as a need for validation and finding your self-worth 
or feeling like I need to buy this so that I can prove to myself that I can, or that I'm worthy, or I want other people to see me with this nice car and this nice house or this partner who's looking in a certain way. There's a difference between that and when it comes from the overflow. From, I don't need anything, but this would be really good. Like, this would really excite me. This would light me up. A lot of the things that we want, we've actually been taught into wanting it. And this is the twist here. So some of you listening may not even be open to what you want. I know that I wasn't. I know that when I I was actually bypassing it in the funniest of ways, when my mentors asked me this question, and it was a whole group exercise of creating this um, sheet and just, you know, putting your name in the middle and what is it that you want? What do you see? And I would go into major bypassing, telling them, not only just bypassing, but also attacking that which they're teaching, basically telling them that this isn't spiritual and that um, a person should be able to see the good in any situation. So if I have preference, well, this is good and this is bad, then that's coming from the ego. That there's no difference between being homeless or living in a wonderful home. It's simply a different kind of experience. And by going into, I want this, but I don't want that, you're basically bypassing. All of those sound like very solid arguments. My ego was sure of it. It loved it. (laughs) And later on, I understood just how scared I was. And my ego was protecting me with logic. Because I was so terrified to admit to myself, what do I really want? To even go in there. Because what if I can't have it? I do not want, I won't be able to live through. I don't want to even experience that possibility of saying I really want this and never reaching it and the devastation and the heartbreak. I didn't want to go into that. And the first step to possibly experiencing that thing that is unlikely to happen would be to go into what do I really want? So I didn't want to take that first step. That would potentially cause me this pain. So now some of you may be at that place. Some of you may go into, no, I can state what I want. And for you, I would encourage you to go into, why do you want what you want? Do you want it because you want it? Or do you want it because you've been taught into wanting it? As that client that I was working with, he's been taught putting other people's needs first. Everybody comes first and I come last or else I'm selfish. And the ego would trick you here, would say, well, that's a noble thing to do. No, it's not. Because if you do not tend to you, if you don't know how to be happy, how can you possibly add to the happiness of other people? If you can't give to yourself, how can you possibly genuinely, with no agenda, give to someone else? Subconsciously, there will be resentment as a result of that, of that giving that doesn't come from the overflow. And you may not recognize it at first, but it will pile on. So asking yourself, what do I want? And... Do I genuinely want it or have I been taught into wanting it? Now, this can get tricky and sometimes difficult to navigate. So don't go, you know, too much into it because we can also go into inner child work in like a past regression kind of way of just becoming an inner workaholic like oh there's always subconscious beliefs that need to be addressed and I focus a lot on presence this is what I do with my one-on-one clients I'm just gonna know what's present right now and then we work from right now so just from the present moment 
what do you want? And of course, if this is something that you want to go deeper with, this is what I do with my clients and my one-on-one work, three and six months of mastery program. This is also something that I do in the Powerful Self uh, membership. That is the embodiment integration of the Powerful Self. We often do this kind of work and there's also possibility of direct coaching through that. So check out the links that are going to be in the description or you can also reach out to me at info at thepowerfulself.me and on my Instagram. So you're welcome to connect with me there. That's at the spiritual analyst. On this note, remember to ask yourself, what do I want this week truly? Like what does my soul want? And maybe even go a step further and actually allow yourself to give that to yourself and to receive it. Thank you for listening to the Powerful Self Podcast. If you found this useful, please make sure to follow so you don't miss any upcoming episodes and share it with those who you think will truly benefit from hearing this. And I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out at info at thepowerfulself.me. And on this note, I am sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time.